this past Sunday, uh, I talked a little bit about Eve in the sermon. Uh, When she gave birth to Cain, she made an odd statement. She said, behold, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. Uh, I, I believe, as did Luther, that when Eve was holding baby Cain, she thought or hoped or wondered uh, if this baby could be the one, could become the man that, that God promised would crush the serpent's head and reconcile them to God. Now, sadly, we know that Cain was not that man. Eve's response, however, a response of, of faith in God's promises gives us a pattern to think about. Each time a a mother gave birth to a baby boy, could he be the one? Each time she gave birth to a a, a daughter, might God use this little one to bring the Savior into the world? The hope of of the whole Old Testament is rooted in this promise that God made in Genesis 3, 15. A promise of the woman's seed, the woman's child, who would save them. But what if a woman couldn't have a child? There was real stigma around barrenness. And it had a a spiritual aspect to it. The lingering question was always, why? Why had God not blessed this particular woman with a child? We're going to look at three such women, barren women, uh, across these midweek Advent services. They are Sarah, Samson's mom, Literally, Samson's mom. Her, she's never named anywhere in the Bible apart from her husband or her son. And Hannah. All three of these ladies were married. All three of them struggled to get pregnant. And all three of them kind of serve as a, a contrast to, to Mary, the virgin mother of Jesus. While all three share in the experiencing of a miraculous, even impossible birth. And all four of these ladies play important roles in the story of salvation. So Sarah. Sarah was 90 or 91 years old when her son was born. They named the boy Isaac. It's a fitting name. It literally means laughter. Because Sarah laughed and Abraham laughed, which I think you probably would have too. At 90 years old, you know, you're going to have a baby. Ha, ha, ha. That's funny, God. They laughed when, when God gave them this promise that they would have a child. And they laughed again when the child was born. Laughed for joy because God had kept his promise. This son that, that Sarah bore would later be used by God in a, in, in a graphic, even disturbing display when God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. We, we know the story. If you know the story, God stopped Abraham. 
He stayed his hand and he provided a ram to substitute for Isaac. And he provides this picture of what he himself would do, that he would give his son as the substitute for us. That he would sacrifice his own son, Jesus, in order to save us and to redeem us. God had promised that all the families of the world would be blessed in Abraham. And later, God made it clear that the promise of blessing would go through Sarah's son. Through Sarah's son. And here's something that we we need to see this Advent season. Sarah waited. She waited and waited and waited for God to visit her, to bless her, to fulfill this promise, to, to bring this blessing into the world and to make her a mother. She waited and she actually gave up hope. If you read Genesis, you'll find in chapter 16 that, that, that Sarah thought it would be a good idea for her husband to have a child with another woman. How desperate she must have felt. But that was not God's plan. God's plan was for Sarah to have a son and for that son to carry the promise that was given to Abraham. The promise passes from Abraham through Sarah to Isaac. A promise to bless all the families of the world through her. And here's here's where our human logic and, and our worldly wisdom utterly fail us. Because we look at Sarah and we see an old barren woman. But God looks at her and he sees life. He sees the physical life that he will give to Isaac through her. He sees the spiritual life, the life of faith that takes hold of God's promises, including this promise to bless all families of the earth through Sarah. So Sarah gave birth to Isaac. And as she did, in a sense, she gave birth to Jesus. And in him, her greatest grandson, all the families of the world were blessed. John says that in Jesus was life. And this life was for all who believe in him, right? This is John 1. But in a sense, Sarah's life is in Jesus. Because without Sarah, there is no Isaac. And down through the ages, there would be no Jesus. I'm not saying that God couldn't have brought a Savior into the world through some other means or some other other way. But what I'm saying is that this is the way that he chose. God chose Sarah for a holy purpose 
She helped to bring the Savior into the world. She waited on God's promise and trusted him in faith. Not perfectly, but she trusted. And she found God faithful. God chose Sarah's weakness, her inability to conceive, to display his mighty love, and to work out our salvation. It makes me think of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 27 through 29. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no one can boast in the presence of God. God chose Sarah, who had nothing to offer, to bring life and salvation and blessing to all the families of the world. In Jesus. God be praised for Sarah. But also, God be praised for you. Because you have been chosen by God. Chosen to wait and wait and wait for his son. You've been called to wait for Jesus to fulfill his promise in you, his promise to return, his promise to prepare a place for you, his promise to take you to be where he is, his promise to make all things new. And we wait. And you too have been chosen to have life within you. You have Jesus' life in you. Guys, that might sound really weird, but I suspect you women who have been pregnant might have an inkling of what that might mean. That there is life within you that is intended to come out into the world. A life that's intended for you to live by faith and to share. Because this life is full of hope in Christ's birth as your Savior. You too have been chosen to hold on to God's promises, to find him faithful. And it may be that you too will laugh when you see how God has entered into your life to bring salvation to the world. Amen. A poem, Sarah. Aged Sarah nurses her baby, her miracle, her laughter. She thought herself beyond, beyond this gift, beyond bearing life, beyond motherhood. Indeed, she laughed at the thought of it. She who was barren conceived, quickening in the midst of death, impossible life within. God's blessings flowed through her to her baby, to the world. To us. A child of promise born to Sarah, almost sacrificed at God's word, forebearer of the atoning Christ, miraculously born. For God's glory chose to bring life from death, hope from despair, laughter from tears.